Season 1 Wrap-Up We've come so far, but we have so much farther to go. We've started the journey, but we're not even close to the end. This is just the battle, but we haven't won the war. And thousands and thousands of other cliches you can think of. Welcome back. Episode 25 of Relatively Normal. I am your host, Mark Paisant. Thank you for coming with me on this journey. We're wrapping up season one, and I wanted to take a look back and kind of talk about what I've learned over the first season and where we want to go in future seasons. So I want to take this time again to thank all of you who have listened, who have talked to me about this podcast, who have sent me Facebook messages, who have tweeted at me, who have just sat down and talked to me about your mental health journey, your mental illnesses, and how you've coped with it, and how we've started a dialogue about it. So we are past the Thanksgiving holiday. We are coming upon Christmas and New Year's, and this is a very anxiety-producing time of year for me. I don't know if it is for you, but it definitely is for me. It's one of those times a year that I really just want to be happy. I really want to be joyous. I get to spend a lot of time with my family, including, you know, my brother and my sister's families and my dad and friends who I've known from college and from high school. Um, You know, this is supposed to be a very celebratory time of year, but At no point is this a stress-free time of year, for me at least. Um, Just the fact that, you know, people are bustling around trying to make travel arrangements. People are doing a lot of cooking, a lot of shopping, trying to make sure they find that perfect gift. And, you know, before I moved down south, um, my wife and I, we had to travel with our family, you know, um eight to 10 hours each way to see our families. So getting the kids in the car and traveling that far, taking time off of work, packing the car up, packing the, the presents, getting to a spot, living out of suitcases for about a week, and then putting it all back in suitcases and then coming back up to the Mid-Atlantic and then trying to do all the laundry and get back to normalcy. It just produces a lot of anxiety for me. So um, I, I don't think I'm alone in that, but 
it's it's good to just say it because I'm, I'm I'm sure other people feel the same way. But looking back on these first 25 episodes, the first thing I want to do, and this is very hard for me to do, um, I want to pat myself on the back because. I had this vision in my mind for a long time. I had the vision of starting a podcast. I had the vision of talking about mental health, specifically talking about my mental health for a long time. And I can sit here today and say, I've done 25 episodes of this podcast. Um, I'm sure they haven't all been great. You know, it's been a work in progress. If you listen to all the episodes, you've noticed the additional soundtracks I've put in, you notice the the change in the ending music. Um, it's just something I've tried tried to hone my podcast skills. Um, I don't have any prior broadcast training, any prior podcasting experience. Um, there's a few people I want to thank and I'll, I'll get to those um, a little bit later, but I do want to mention, like I mentioned before, my buddy Lawton Swan, the host of Clemson Sports Talk, um, how I saw him get his start in radio by doing a podcast out of his house. Um, I think the first episode was like 17 minutes talking about Clemson sports, but he has been a resource for me and a great inspiration because I've seen him take something he loves and do it for a living. And... That is, that's something that I really try to gravitate towards when it comes to my friends, especially later in life, well, well later in my life now. Um, I, I want to be around people who are authentic, be around people who genuinely care about those around them, and I try to stay away from drama, try to stay away from anything that is not authentic. So, again, thank you, Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk. Great friend. We've known each other for, man, 20 years now, I think. And it's been a great journey with you, buddy. And I, I hope we have another 20 years after this and keep doing your thing. I'm really proud of you. And I'm, I'm thankful to have you as a friend. I'm thankful for those calls that you made to me just asking how I was doing, especially when I started this podcast and, and you just wanted you just wanted to see how I was doing, wanted to reach out and be a friend. So thank you a lot and I appreciate that. So what have I taken away from this first season? A few things, but there are just a couple that really stick out. The first is knowing that I am not alone in this struggle or this journey. There have been people who have reached out to me since I started this and told me I have gone through the same thing. I had one of my friends reach out and tell me about her postpartum depression. I had a bunch of friends reach out and tell me about their anxiety from work or from personal issues. And that, as, as much as you don't want people to go through those things, 
for people with or the people that struggle with with mental health it's really good to know you're not alone i don't know many people who thrive off of loneliness you know there's people in the world who you know everybody has their own thing and i'm sure there's people in the world who love being alone who really and i'm not talking about introverts i'm talking about people who are um just thrive off of being by themselves can go to a cabin by themselves for months at a time and just want to soak it all in by themselves you know i'm not really that person i i thrive off of human interaction i thrive off of um social events i thrive off of being in a group and having genuine conversations um i thrive off of team situations I like I like everybody succeeding around me. Um, I'd hate to be the only person that succeeds and others don't succeed around me. But that that's the big thing I learned from this season. Another thing I learned, and this is really about myself. And as as much as I preach it, it's still hard for me to understand that this. Is something I have to live with for the rest of my life. This is not an ailment that I can take medication for and it just goes away. This is not a headache that I can take some aspirin for and the headache is gone. Even while I'm on medication, even while I'm on my anxiety meds or if I'm ever on antidepressants again, I have to continually tell myself that this doesn't just go away. This is something that I have to cope with daily and live through. And that is hard for me to continue to understand, and I'll tell you why. So the last few weeks at work have been tough for me, and it's not just that work has gotten busier. We're, we go through lulls and you know what I do for a living. So we go through uh, you know peaks and valleys or when it's busy and when it's not busy. And that is just par for the course. But I get in these mindsets that because you know I work from home, because I don't get everyday interaction or everyday you know in-person feedback, that everything I'm doing is wrong. No one has told me is wrong. No, people have told me the exact opposite, that what I do is beneficial and, and I do a good job. But I have to convince myself of that, and I get in these ruts. And I've, I've kind of been in one lately where, you know, closing my eyes at night and falling asleep has been tough. Peeling myself out of bed in the morning has been tough. And... You know, in in the last episode, I talked about gratitude and, and how you want to tell yourself, hey, just be grateful you have a job. And hey, just be grateful that, um, you know, you're able to get up and go to work every day and, and work with a great company. Yeah, that's one thing. But I don't want to invalidate my feelings either. You know, I've mentioned this before that I think everybody in the world goes through something. It's just... There are people in the world that don't cope like others do. Um, 
it's it's just one of those it's 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 not one of those things it's the thing i have to continually explain to myself and lately i've been doing a lot more meditation lately i've been listening to a lot more um background piano music during the day because that really calms my nerves especially when I have a long task to do during the day if there's ever anything I have that requires me to sit down at my desk and focus on something for longer than half an hour you know I have to put on background you know relaxing piano music and for some reason, lately, it has to be a piano. I, I can't do acoustic guitar. I can't do jazz. I can't do um, instrumentals. It has to be piano. But here's the thing. If it works, it works. So that works for me right now. I'm sure a few months from now, it might be instrumentals. It you know, might be um, some hip-hop. But right now, it's piano. So I've learned that about myself. The big thing that I have taken away from this season is the fact that anyone could do this. Anyone could sit down in front of a mic Anybody could go out and purchase a mic. They're pretty inexpensive nowadays, and they have a bunch of USB options. Anybody could could download the Anchor app. They could record from their phone. They could record from their Mac. They could buy a mic. Anybody could sit down and talk about their feelings, their struggles. But at the end of the day, I did this. I took the time out of my day, took the time out of my night to sit down and record this. And to get to another person that I I, want to thank, um, one of my good buddies um, from South Carolina, Brooks Derrick, yes, um, the man with two first names. Um, We've had a few conversations. And... I mentioned him a few episodes ago and and he had ta- he's a lawyer and he had talked to me about people in his field starting to look into mental health. And I had talked about the stressful nature of a lawyer's job. And for me it was it was obvious. It's obvious not to compare the work that people do but there's some you know jobs out there careers out there that are just intrinsically stressful with the amount of schooling and pressure that lawyers are under doctors are under engineers are under you know there's some there's some careers out there that are just really really stressful and in my head, I'm thinking, oh, that's an easy one. That should be that should be taught in school. You know, right when you pass your LSATs or before you pass your LSATs, they should do something about mental health and mental breaks and taking care of your yourself and, and taking care of your stress levels. 
But that's not the case. And when I talked to him, you know, when I messaged back and forth with him, again, another genuine friend, an authentic friend, one of those guys that you can go years without talking to. But if you meet up for 10 minutes for coffee one day, it's like you guys have been talking every day for 10 years. And I really want to thank him for just being authentic about his feelings and telling me that there are things that he goes through. And we talked about his thoughts and how they're constantly plaguing him about if he's doing a good job or or if he's helping his client or if he's doing enough and how powerful our thoughts can be. And I I really, it, it really means so much to me that a person like him can talk openly and honestly with me about his mental health. So thank you, Brooks Derrick from the Brooks Derrick Law Firm in South Carolina. Um, just a great guy. So I, I, I really want people to understand why I'm appreciative of people opening up to me. Two reasons. One, it's, it's not easy to do. It's not easy for people to talk. This is something very personal. You know, we will, we will post so many things online. We'll post so many things on Facebook and Twitter. But we don't talk about mental health. There is still the stigma around it. And I'm trying to get rid of it. I really am. I'm trying my hardest to get rid of that stigma. I have anxiety. I go through bouts of depression. I go through weeks where I have 90% negative thoughts in my head. That's who I am. It does not make me a bad person. It does not make me a failure. It makes me Mark Paisant. So whatever you go through, whatever you go through on a day-to-day basis does not make you a failure, does not make you strange, does not make you weird. It makes you you. And if you are honest with yourself, then that makes you authentic. I can say that for years of my life, maybe a decade of my life, I wasn't authentic. I kept telling myself, nothing is wrong. Your eating habits are fine. If you don't take care of your body, ah, who cares? If you go out drinking, you know, third day in a row, you'll be okay at work tomorrow. Those are not authentic thoughts. But you can't beat yourself up for not having them. It takes work. It takes hard work. And it might take a therapist. It might take medication. It might take meditation. It might take just taking 30 minutes out of your day to walk around your your work or your neighborhood 
just to get some fresh air, get that sunlight, and just have some quiet time. It's not easy, but it's not hard. We make it hard. I made it hard. And that's why I do this show. That's why I want you guys to know that I'm struggling every day. I am. But I came to the realization that the struggle was worth it. I came to the realization that every day is a gift and every day is an opportunity for me not to only help myself but to help other people. So, where do we go from here? Of course, if season two is the obvious answer, that's that's where I would like to go. I would like to go to season two and, and, and that'll be here in a few months. But, The other answer to where we go from here is we don't go back. We don't take all the work that we've done to get here. All the work we've done to be honest with ourselves, to be honest with the people around us. But if somehow, someway we do go back, accept the fact that Things are tough, and we're not failures. Just try harder and try again. It's when the times get tough, and we go backwards, and we accept that that's the best we can do. That's when we fail. When we're addicted to drugs, or to sex, or to alcohol, or to food and we we make it past those addictions and then we relapse and fall back into them and we don't try to get out again and we just accept the fact that I'm just going to be an alcoholic I'm just going to be a drug addict I'm just going to be addicted to opioids I know these things are easier said than done, but trying never means failing. If we try and try and try, we are not failing. We're just preparing ourselves for the future. We have no idea what success looks like or feels like without failure. There's two types of people in the world. People who have failed at something and people who lie about it. Everyone has failed at something. There might be a motivational speaker out there. or might be some great entrepreneur or, or somebody who, who's really into themselves can say, I've never failed at anything in life. They are lying. So, never give up. I didn't give up on this podcast because there have been weeks where 
I've told myself that I'm just not going to do it. I just don't feel like doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, no one wants to hear this. But then I just sit down, pop open my computer, and I start talking. So how do we end this first season, first 25 episodes of Relatively Normal? Well, I, I just want to really quickly talk about the title. And I, I think I've talked about it before, but just if, if I've talked about it, I just want to have you bear with me for just a few seconds so I can just explain the title again because... Um, it all stems from a conversation I had with my therapist about a year ago where I was almost pleading to not have these feelings in my head. I was constantly saying, I just don't want to feel depressed. I don't want to feel anxious. I don't want to feel like I destroy everything I touch, every relationship I touch. I don't want these feelings anymore. And I'll never forget how he helped me realize two things the first thing he said was do you believe you're the only person who thinks like this do you believe that you're the only person who struggles with these things do you believe that everyone else in the world is this quote-unquote normal and you're the only person who goes through these things and then he helped me realize that these feelings I have in my head, these feelings, these thoughts, they're just not on me. They, they have come from my history. They've come from my past. They've come from the things I go through day to day. They can be caused by chemical imbalances. He helped me realize that this is my normal. And everyone has their own normal. So thus, we're all relatively normal. So that's why I named the show that. We're all relatively normal in our own way. And now I just want to take some time to thank a few people. First and foremost, my wife, Nada, thank you for allowing me to do this, spending some time and money on some equipment and getting some time to myself each week to record this and talking about it with you. I've opened up to her a lot in the past few years, and she's been my rock, and she's been great. So thank you so much, Nada. I appreciate it. I want to thank my one and only guest this, this year, um, this season, Andy Heck. Uh, one of my great friends and roommate from college. We had uh, two episodes about uh, mental health and religion. He's my go-to whenever I have questions or concerns about my faith. Uh, he's just been a wonderful friend. 
I've already talked about Lawton and about Brooks. Uh, I want to mention the company I work for and a few people that I work with. Um, Root Insurance, they have allowed me to start a employee interest group or an EIG about mental health awareness in the workplace. Um, when I sent the charter to them, I really had this vision in my mind of us being a groundbreaking company that allows an open forum for people to discuss their mental health. And we have a long way to go, but I think we have done a great job so far in this. And then Joe and Dave, thank you for opening up to me and having great conversations about mental health and the struggle. I want to thank some of my former bosses, Chris Wells, Kevin Chavis. You guys have been great when I opened up to you about my anxiety and depression and my therapy. Um, thank you for just being an ear for me to talk into. I appreciate that. And then my, my first boss when I was back at my old company, Farmers Insurance, Jeff Sebastian, who I went to and told him, hey, listen, every two weeks on Thursday, I'm going to need to jet out a little early because I have therapy. I'm, I'm going through some depression. And he was just so kind. Just listened. He checked up on me. And so I was really fortunate to have these guys in my life. So thank you to every one of you. Thank you to everybody who listens to this. I hope I've been able to help you look into you know my mind to see if if I can if I if anything I say is relatable. This journey never ends. We all have to keep going. And last but not least, um, I do want to thank my two little girls, Aaliyah and Jasmine, for just being two wonderful little girls and being just bursts of energy every day in my life. And they make me so appreciative of the fact that I didn't jerk that wheel in my work truck 13 years ago and go into traffic headfirst. They are everything a father would want in two daughters. So thank you, girls. There's one person I want you guys to do some research into or just look for some videos. An NBA player, San Antonio Spurs, all-star, mega-rich, mega-contracts, DeMar DeRozan. He has started to open up about his mental health and about his depression. And I think it's just great that he has started to use his platform to talk about this. I know he'll never listen to this podcast, but DeMar DeRozan, if you ever, ever are just scouring through the intrawebs 
and come upon a little podcast about mental health. Thank you, sir, for doing what you're doing. Keep it up. As always, thanks for listening. You guys have been great. Take care of yourselves, and I'll talk to you later. Relatively Normal is written, produced, and edited by me, Mark Paisant. And as always, if you or someone you know is in crisis, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255.